I don't think you understand hardship till you get spaghetti sauce in your favorite garment. Oh, I don't think you, I don't think you, I don't think you understand hardships until you get some spaghetti sauce on your favorite garments. Boom, chicka doom, chicka doom. It's a comedy podcast, a comedy what cast, a comedy whoa. Might not have been the moment you were waiting for, but it is, in fact, a moment. Live from my garage, this is the Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, James Hammond. And, uh, yeah, this is uh, the show where I try to create laughter based on jokes. I try to create jokes, and it's, it's all just for fun. It's a good time. I haven't had a lot of opportunity to hit the stage during this pandemic. It is opening up. There has been shows starting. I got a couple things booked here and there. Got a couple private things, a couple open mics. Not booked. I'm just going to go to... Uh, you know, tried to make it sound better than it was. Classical stand-up comedian thing. And a couple Zoom things. Pretty fun stuff. Oh, yeah, if you want to book me for a comedy show, hit me up. James Hammond Comedy at Hotmail.com. Or if you want a personalized, customized comedy video or audio message for, you know, any kind of occasion. You can send it as a gift to someone. It's a great thing. It's fun. It's good stuff. I've done a bunch of those over the last couple months. It was a great time. And, uh, yeah, hit me up for one of those as well. James Hammond Comedy at Hotmail.com. But um, on the show, we always like to get a we, me, generally, I'm just by myself out here in the garage. Sometimes my cat's with me, but I, I like to get blazer, you know, nice and stoned. And uh, I, I, I like to get some zest to my chest, you know what I mean? So without any further ado, let's, uh, let's do it up. Just got to find a lighter. That's the thing with lighters. You know, they're, uh, they're like the friend at the restaurant can't find his wallet when it's time to pay. You know, this it's gone. I go, where is it? I can't find it. You know, the lighters just disappear at the worst time, you know? It's like your friend's wallet, conveniently, you know? And I have left my wallet accidentally places, and then people go, oh, I see him. I see what you're trying to do. I'm like, no, it's like, fuck, I'll, I'll go to the car, come back, and I'll pay, your, I'll pay yours. I'll pay your tip, at least, you know? Actually, yeah, I'm pretty broke. Can you cover me? No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I got some dough on me, but um, anyway, let's get some zest into our chest, folks. All right, I have a weird thing happen to me this week. Went to the gas station. It's late at night, about 9.30. Went to get some snacks, okay? Starving. Had to get some, I had no food in the house. My girlfriend comes back at the car. I go to the fucking gas station. I get some chips and some chocolate-covered graham cracker cookies, you know? And there's this dude in there. Has a shirt that says security on, but he obviously wasn't working security anywhere. You know those kind of dudes? He had, like, really long hair, some gruff teeth. You know, his face is a little methed out. Maybe not methed out. Maybe just camped out. You can't tell. If someone's been camping for five months or if they smoke meth, sometimes it kind of blends together. But it was one of those kind of things. And his shirt said security. But he, and, uh, he looks at me, and I was talking about bread. or something. I was asking if he knew where the bread was. And I asked where the, where the bread was to the guy at the counter. And he's like, normally it's back here, buddy. Normally it's back here. I'm like, oh, thanks, thanks. He's like, oh, yeah, next time uh, make sure to wear your mask when you come in here. Because I, I chose not to wear a mask. I was like, fuck it. You know, there's no one in there. The guy behind the counter's got, like, glass. He's got, like, a mask. He's got a freaking burka. He's got a screen. He's got so much protection. And, you know, I'm going to take the risk. I don't care. I'll go in there. And I left it. I left it in the car. And I already walked about six steps from the car. And I was like, ah, I'm not going back. You know? Pretty lazy. So he tells me, he's like, yeah, next time you're in here, you better wear a mask. And he wasn't wearing a mask, right? So I'm like, well, who is this guy? Like, an anti-mask, anti-masker? 
or an anti-mask masker. I don't know what the what this you couldn't label this dude because he wasn't wearing a mask in the store, which I found strange too, right? Because you see everyone wearing masks these days. But he was telling me that I should wear a mask next time I'm in. Like what? You're the only person can't wear a mask when you're not in the store. I'm, I'm you're the only one who can be lazy who can walk six steps from your car, not turn around for your mask because you're like fuck. I don't want do not want to six steps. Those are six valuable steps. Okay. And I think the masks are kind of like, whatever. They're kind of bullshitty at the stage in the game. So, you know, I don't really like wearing them. But, you know, so that's on top. I mean, if I was really scared, I'm sure I'd run back for it. Like, oh, the mask I needed. You know, but uh, anyway, later on, this dude ever completely redeems himself because he's like, there was no bread in the store. He's like, hey, buddy, if you want some bread, I live right beside here, man. I live right in the apartments right beside this place. And I know there was apartments beside the gas station. There was, it's, cause it's a gas station on, a, on the Highway 10 coming out of Brampton there's nothing there right so I'm like yeah apartments what the fuck this guy live in the woods so like, you want some bread just come and grab some from me you know because you know kids gotta eat right I'm like I was like thanks buddy you're like I'm good though you know I'm trying to I'm trying to personally lay off the bread it was more so for my uh my girlfriend he's like are you sure you can come come to my place and get some bread if you want and I was like nah I'm I'm good right so I was really confused because first he's like telling me he's really helpful helping me find the bread then he's telling me not to wear not to come in without wearing a mask. Then he's like, come to my house and I'll give you some bread. Right? I don't know why that scared me so much. And the dude said, hey, come to my house and uh, I'll try to murder you. I'd be like, that sounds fun. You know, I felt like that's what he was saying to me though. When he said, come to my house and give you some bread. You want some bread? I'm like, yeah, I do. He wasn't saying it like that either. He was just saying it normally. Like, I think he was just being nice. Like when looking back on it, he probably wasn't trying to kill me or lure me to his place to do strange things to my butt or something, whatever the hell he was thinking, where I think he was thinking, you know, but it, it was weird, right? Because this, this person was all over the place. Hard, hard to gauge, you know? Hard to gauge. <laughs> yeah, so I, I looked at, I didn't see any apartments either when I left. It was just, there was a trailer that was parked behind the gas station and then there was a shutdown restaurant that looked abandoned. So I'm like, is his apartment the shutdown restaurant? Like, did they leave the deep fryers in the ovens? It's like, anytime he wants to cook anything, he has full access to a kitchen. That'd be pretty sweet. Maybe we should start occupying more abandoned buildings. That's a... That's the upside. You know, there's rats and cockroaches and city inspectors and other angry hobos who want to occupy the same spot. But aside from that, pretty decent. You know, so a lot of pluses, a lot of pros. You know, pros, you get the deep fryers and the, the cooking stuff. A lot of space, you know? A lot of raccoon interaction, I'm sure. Every abandoned building's got to have at least one family of raccoons living in it. It's a rule of thumb in Ontario. <clears throat> You've pretty much taken over, you know? I feel like there's more raccoons on the census this year than humans. Am I right, folks? Where's my water? I'm looking for water. Ah, juice will have to do. What am I drinking today, folks? It's Kiju Organic. Apple grape flavor. Let's try it out. 100% juice. I'm... Okay, so I'm about to drink this juice, and it says 100% juice on it. Why, why do they need to verify that? Hey, don't worry. It's 100% juice. I'm like, yeah, I thought it was juice. It looked like juice. But now that you're trying to convince me it's 100% juice, it's like, is juice? did you guys, like, patent the word juice so it doesn't actually mean juice? What happened? You know, why, are you t why are you selling me juice and then re reconfirming to me that it is, in fact, 100% juice on the box? Yeah. <laughs> Being illiterate would be a lot more helpful, I think. Because you could just look at this juice carton and you'd see a green apple and some grapes and you'd be like, all right, I'm going to buy this. 
Green apples and grapes. I don't know what those words say, but I guarantee there's green apples and grapes in there. Maybe when you read stuff, you start thinking. You go, oh, vitamin C added. Why do they need to add vitamin C if they're using apples and grapes? Like, there's a shit ton of vitamin C in both those things. Right? Unless it's just, like, they're actually using pictures of apples and grapes. That's what they're making the juice out of. It's just a bunch of, like, you know, they go to some kindergarten class. A bunch of, all right, kids, can you draw some apples and grapes for us? They're like, sure, perfect. They gather all the drawings at the end of each day. They send them to Kiji Juice, and then they grind them up into a pulp, add some vitamin C, grape flavor, apple flavor, natural flavors, as they do, you know? They're, don't worry, the flavors are natural when we've added them in. Oh, natural. Like, why don't you just put apples and grapes into it? So, I don't know. It's ridiculous, yeah? Just ridiculous, folks. I'm telling you, we're living in a crazy days. It's crazy days. I don't know about anyone else, but I got weird, like, stuff underneath my fingers. Anyone else out there listening got some weird stuff under their fingers? If it's just me, then pretend I said nothing. But if you're on board, then hit me up. Let's figure out what this stuff is, because it's bothering me. You know what I mean? Like, weird. Yeah, if I ever stop and get silent for a while, it's because I'm just, like, trying to dig whatever's stuck in my finger. This isn't even a joke. This is just getting... Who wants to hear me... Hey, guys, I got a new podcast idea. What is it, James? Well, I'm just going to dig stuff out of my fingers for uh, maybe half an hour to an hour, really just tenderly, and uh, record it and kind of see who listens. I'd probably get more listeners, in all reality, probably for the wrong reasons. A lot of people listening to satisfy themselves. They're like toenail people. There's got to be a fetish out there, you know? And those fetish people stick together, right? So if you made a podcast, directed it straight to people with a toenail fetish, you'd probably... Get at least 180 to 200 lessons per episode. You know, they'd be like, oh, all right, let's hear, what the t- the, let's hear some stories about toenails. It's my favorite thing in life is stories about toenails. You know? Like, one or two is okay, but can you do a full season? I don't know. Maybe I'll do a toenail episode just for those people out there, huh? See what happens. I don't know, this week on the podcast, what should we talk about, folks? I'm going to get a bit more zest in my chest because it's late night. It's the summer. Canada is coming up. We're going to have a blast. Holy fuck. Canada Day. People want to cancel Canada Day. That's insane, eh? So they're like, we got to cancel Canada Day. Canada Day? Done for. Canceled. It's out. No more day celebrating Canada. And I get it, right? I get the idea behind it. It's because they've been finding all these mass graves at indigenous uh, school sites. Or not, but the, you know, the schools, the Catholic Church is set up. Residential schools. And, uh, yeah, so people are like, we gotta do something. You know, let's cancel Canada Day. Let's punish the people responsible. It's like, yeah, we could do that. Or we could help the people who are still being fucked. Right? I think it's just easier to, to do a slap on the wrist to, oh, yeah, we'll cancel Canada Day. That will teach us as Canada a lesson and then we're good right no it's like no like fucking maybe donate some money to a native reserve just go buy some native stuff go to a powwow celebrate have some fun you know as well like support the shit they're doing you know go to a protest whatever it is you know help them get some clean drinking water there's a lot of there's a long list a long fucking list you know, maybe you don't drop off blankets. They might get the wrong idea, right? They're like, here, I got brought some blankets for you. They'd be like, get the fuck out of here, you know? But um, honestly, there's so many, everywhere you go, there's some native reserve fighting against some kind of corporate takeover of the environment. 
you know? Because we're too busy here just, you know, eating yogurt and fruits, drinking bubble teas. Not me. I'm drinking the Kiju. But, you know, just uh, kind of enjoying uh, stuff, right? We've kind of just phased out. We're like, ah, can't really do stuff about anything. That's hard. We have no power in our hands. It's like, we do. We do have that power in our hands. Anyway, it just it seems so much easier to just fucking do, do something like cancel Canada Day. I say celebrate it the way you do. You know, set some, blow some stuff up, set some fireworks off, have fun. Don't not enjoy yourself because of something that some horrible people did 180 years ago or 150 years ago or even just like 20 years ago, right? You still got to live life. You still got to be happy. And if celebrating Canada Day makes you happy, then celebrate it. And be happy of the good things Canada does, which is like, you know, taking refugees from a lot of war-torn countries. We we're pretty decent like that. We had peacekeepers out there instead of fucking sending troops. You know, we're actually trying to keep peace instead of start wars. It seems like, you know, we're probably, who knows, on paper. That's probably not true. Don't quote me on that. But, uh, you know, we're trying. All right. So Canada, great country, I'd say. You're pretty decent. Probably ranked in the top 25 countries at least. So uh, keep going. Minus in the Nordic ones. Those ones are really good. Denmark. Sweden, Switzerland, Finland, they're, they're, they kind of don't, you can't count them. They're, they're always just doing decent. But, uh, yeah. Canada. Canceling Canada. I got some funny Canada Day stories. What? It's, man, every Canada Day from about 14 to 24, 25, maybe even 26, was just insane. Crazy times. Just drunk, just drinking far beyond the amount that the human body could actually take in. You know, you're like, why am I drinking this much? Is there a reason? It's like, yeah, because everyone else is. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, that's good. That's all I needed to hear. That's all I needed to hear. And because it makes me feel good. You know, the booze would just, you'd, oh, man, Canada Day was just, you'd go, you'd hand and he'd always go in, in Guelph, Ontario, where I lived uh, for a long period of time. We'd go to Riverside Park. It's a park by a river. Pretty self-explanatory. Riverside Park. <laughs> There's no river there. I'm going to be pissed. You'd have the right to be pissed because it's in the name, right? But I don't know. There was a river there. It was a half and half swim river. Some people swam in it. Some people didn't. I, I was a swimmer in the river. I jumped in off the bridge. Some parents would walk by. I'd be like, God, oh, tiss, tiss, tiss. That kid must have bad parents. They're letting him swim in the sewage-filled river. It wasn't that bad, you know? You wouldn't see bodies or dirty diapers or crap or shit. You know, it was all filtered out or whatever i don't know how that works i i, I always loved it. i thought that water was great but uh yeah riverside park good time you'd go there for canada day and i remember one like pretty much this is what happened you go the fireworks would happen and there was this one bridge that would lead you back up to like our neighborhood and it would always be packed so you try to like do one of two things you'd either try to button line to get to the front or there'd be some person who left like 20 minutes earlier from the fireworks to go get in the line at the bridge so they could get across they were smart, and uh, you'd show up, and there'd just be a huge lineup at the bridge. And you're like, what the, this is part of Canada Day. That's like, that was part of the celebration, just lining up at a bridge at the end of the night. So, uh, yeah, you try to butt, or you just take off your shoes and wade across, like, the shallow part of the river. Yeah, I will find the shallow part. And then, like, it was funny. As soon as one person would do that, hundreds of other people would just start wading across the river, you know? People who are just like, ah, there might be sewage in there, but I want to get to my car. As fast as possible. I want to get home. Yeah, we saw the fireworks. Want to get the kids to bed. Canada Day is BJ Day in this house, all right? So we got to get home. You know, there was people running across the river. It was funny. But you always needed one person to start. It would usually be like one, someone from my group of friends, myself or someone else, just uh, you know, 
taking their shoes off. Screw this. I ain't waiting in line. Let's go. You know, be like, yeah, let's go. And we go to our buddy Pete's house. And then after there, go downtown. That was a typical Canada day. And then uh, you'd always be, by the time Canada, the fireworks were over, you'd always be far too smashed to even get into a bar. So our whole thing was like, all right, let's go. And like, you know, we'll drink a bit more. And then like try to find ways to make ourselves seem sober. And then we'll go downtown and try to get into bars. And we go to like one place and be like, ah, oh, you guys are too hammered. You can't come in. You go to another place. You guys are too hammered. Finally, you walk up to one spot. They'd be like, you guys can get on in here, right? Like, not a big lineup. You're like, perfect. Let's get on in. Let's get on in. Right? You just got to find someone who's drunker than you walking on the street. As long as there's someone that's like sketchy or limping who stands out as being hammered, you can get in. All these other spots, we must have stood out, you know? I was a sore thumb, you know? Because I'd walk. I swear, the second that I start drinking, I don't know if my shoes. I don't know if my shoes can feel it, but my shoelaces just get untied every time. I'll, I'll be drinking the second I have like three or four beers in me, all of a sudden, hey, my shoelaces are untied. What the hell is happening? Are my feet leaking booze out into my shoes and they're getting drunk? Just like, ah, untie these laces <laughs> to get this jerk to trip, you know? It's funny. I don't ever do this. You ever get your shoes untied, you look down, you notice them, and you go, ah, whatever, eh? Talk about extreme sports, you know, for lazy people. It's pretty much what that is. Just walking with your shoes untied. <laughs> I'll show the system. No one's going to force me to tie my shoes. Ah, you trip, fall face first into a car bumper, which I've seen someone do. That's a painful trip. You know, you don't want to land. If you're going to land on something, gravel, grass, you know, anything but a car bumper face first. You don't want to land on that. But yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. Why are shoes always getting untied? Is there a better way to tie shoes? Is there, is there any t t shoe tying expert out there like Tai Shu it's like Tai Chi but it's Tai Shu it's all about tying shoes you must go lace under lace in lace out lace over oh you know that's what I'd probably ask the Dalai Lama if I could go meet him I'd be like hey buddy what's up uh, is there a better way to tie shoes than the way I'm doing it he's like yes a true man wears no shoes oh shit I've been doing it wrong this whole time no shoes that's what I gotta be doing no shoes no shoes. No shoes. Yeah. Can you start a restaurant? No shoes. The no shoe restaurant. Could that fly? Could that actually, uh, could that work? Or is that against code? Yeah. Too much feet out. Ah, uh, there's too much uh, bare feet in this establishment. Uh, no, that's the whole thing, though. You're allowed to wear beer. It's pe for people who like having bare feet. Yeah. The barefoot bar. It's just sand on the floor. Okay, that's a great idea, actually. Someone's going to steal that the second you say it. Imagine that, eh? Sand on the floor. Okay. And you get to walk around. There's volleyball nuts around. Whatever. There you go. There you go, whoever's spying on me. You know someone's spying on you, so whoever, you just got to be like, hey, you know what? You get the idea. You get to keep the idea. It's yours. Yeah? I don't care. That's, I got millions of more. Millions of more of them. That's the thing. Whenever anyone, like so many times in stand-up comedy, you see people steal jokes. Mine a couple times. Not too much. I never have too many jokes that people could really say. They're so scatterbrained and all over the place and very kind of personal myself on the most part. Or at least to my insanity. But um, every now and then, you know, someone will say a joke very similar to yours or same word. You'll have a funny word in a joke and then you'll, they'll use the same funny word to describe something you're like oh that bastard like i know they heard my funny word and then they added it in like you know and, but whatever you can't get too pissed about it because it's like you're gonna get angry about one funny word how many funny words are there thousands you don't got an extra couple jokes in you then you should just probably give up
You gotta, you gotta keep going even when people rip your stuff off, right? That's uh, number one. I did have one joke I made. I said years ago in 2013. Saw on a Netflix special in like 2017. I was pissed off. I was like, no way. Like word for word. I'm like, how did this dude, like how did this happen? You know, it was, bo- it bothered me. It happened. The joke, all right, what was it? I said, um, oh, McCain cake. Uh, now has an, there was an advertisement for the new McCain cake now made with 100% real ingredients. And you're like, real ingredients? What were they using before? You know? Not real ingredients? It's fake ingredients? Were they going to the Matrix? You know? Getting ingredients from there, bringing them out, using that to make a, make a McCain cake? And the ingredients before... And it's crazy because they had to do, they did an advertisement just to let us know. Like so all of a sudden people are like, come to think of it, I've never ever read what's inside a McCain cake. I've always just eaten it. Like I'm, I'm hungry. McCain cake? Yes. Like you've just eaten KFC and it was there because you got that combo and you're like, yeah, it's cake time, right? Or it's like three days later and you see it in the fridge and you're like, cake time. I never, I've never read the ingredients on that, but uh, apparently they weren't real before. Or maybe they were just reconfirming to us that, oh, no, they are 100% real. Like some vicious rumors were started about McCain cake, you know? Like, yeah, the ingredients, they're not real. All these other cake companies, you know, start talking smack. Next thing you know, there's cake wars, people dying on the streets over sugar and flour. Is that the world we're going to lead to? Is that the world we're we're heading to? Come on, folks. Let's smarten up and let's try eating a little bit healthier, get off the cakes, not fuel these... Horrible warmongers, yeah. Am I right? No, James, you're not. Cake is delicious. Yeah, I love cake. It's fucking great. Three cheers for cake. Three cheers for cake. Three, 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 three cheers for cake. All right, better go to a pad. Let's go to a comedy pad here. Okay, so um, whenever I meet a taxi driver from a war-torn country. You know, so I was in BC and I met a bunch of cab drivers from uh, Syria, Afghanistan. You know, I'm always wondering to myself, who's driving uh, people there? You know? Like, who's doing that? It's no cabs. Can't get a cab at all in Afghanistan. And all the cab drivers left. Came and doing Uber here. Or maybe there's Uber there. I don't know. I've never been to Afghanistan. So probably very awesome nice place aside from the what i've heard about on the western media which is you know just terrorism and decapitation suicide bombings opium drug trades which is pretty much funded in by the you know the united states not military anymore but um private security firms right those guys are out there just killing people for opium once again but it's like hey we're not the government so you can't get angry at anyone we're just private security firms how much money do you gotta have to start a private security your own army that's crazy who has armies coca-cola i heard as an army mastercard army uh bill gates probably has an army the bill gates army a whole army of people just like yes bill gates we'll do what you say maybe that's what he's making that's what the vaccine is going to turn us into it's like the bill gates army yeah it's a competition yeah like bill gates is one of them you know, who someone else owns another one. And they're just like, whichever one you get, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, your Moderna. You know, you sign up on a different side and there's a big, like, 
You know, maybe it's less nefarious. Maybe it's just like a big dodgeball tournament, and they, it's the easiest way to pick teams. It's just uh, to mass vaccinate everyone for the dodgeball tournament. <laughs> you know, guys, we just gotta mass vaccinate everybody for the dodgeball tournament. It's the only way we can get everyone in the world to play dodgeball. It's like you're right; they never do it. Everyone's too busy to be working all the time. We just have to figure a way to slow them down so they can actually enjoy some dodgeball. You know? Maybe all the evil stuff uh, I'm thinking uh, Bill Gates is up to is just in my head. You know? No, probably not. He's uh, pretty messed up. You just look at Bill Gates and he's like, mm-hmm, yeah, how's it going? My Bill Gates. Uh, he's just thinking, like, like, if, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a holster on his belt for, like, a hammer. But, you know, he never does construction, right? It's like, what are you using that hammer for, Billy? Billy? Uh, sometimes I just like to bash things. I like to bash. He looks like a, like a person who would uncontrollably just bash people with hammers if he had the uh, chance to, you know? Bill Hammer Bashy Gates. Ah, I keep on trying not to make fun of him. I don't want to bring him up. My girlfriend tells me I'm in love with Bill Gates. She's like, James, you talk about him so much. It's like you're in love with him. I'm like, I'm not in love with him. I don't like him. She's like, yeah, but you talk about him all the time. I'm like, not all the time. She's like, you're always bringing him up. All your jokes just connect back to Bill Gates somehow. I'm like, I'm like, no, I know they don't. She's like, all right, make a joke. I'm like, about what? She's like, bananas. I'm like, oh, yeah. So anyway, I was eating a banana the other day. Pretty sure it was genetically modified by Bill Gates. Oh, crap. You're right. I do. I do that. I do do that. I can't help myself. You know? He got in my head somehow. <laughs> Thank God he didn't get in my bed. Am I right, folks? That'd be even worse. Yeah. It's like you got to either blow Bill Gates or get the injection. Line me up for the injection. I don't Gun to your head. What do you do, folks? Do you blow Bill or do you take the... Uh, just whatever's in the needle he's got in his hand. Because you take this or you blow me. And you go, ah. What did everyone else do? They're like, ah, they all blew me. You go, okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. Next time on the Comedy Podcast, will James blow Gates, <laughs> blow Bill Gates, or will he take the vaccination? Find out. Now, now for the exciting conclusion... Oh, Bill, get it out of my mouth. Oh, that's this forcible mouth banging. I don't agree to this. Oh, Bill Gates is horribly... F- no, that'd be... <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? Man? That'd suck. Eh? Bill Gates just attacked you. Started banging you. Oh, my God. That'd be the worst. Jesus. Probably does that kind of stuff with his whole Epstein Island connection. Wouldn't surprise me. You know, just a little weasel. Be like raped by a weasel. Having sex with Bill Gates, I could imagine. At least that's what his wife said in uh, the... The post-marriage interview. It's funny, you always have these post-marriage interviews. You ever hear about, every time people divorce, they get interviews, they want to hear what the, the couple's got to say now that they're broken up. They're going, now that you're not with each other, is there anything you'd like to say? Like, the truth about each other? Any horrible secrets you've been hiding you want to divulge? You know, that's, uh, that's the only reason people ask. Because they go, you know, when you're a couple with someone, you don't want to tell any of the horrible things you know about each other, or embarrassing or weird stuff. But the second you break up, they're like, Oh, and you're famous. I've broken up a lot of times with people, and I never get asked. But um, if you're famous, the, the news will come. The news will come to you. They'll be like, "Oh, so Mrs. Gates, Gates, Melinda, is there anything you want to tell us about Bill now that you guys are uh, divorced?" She's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. He's like a two in the bed, not even like a one, and like he's just like so weird. He eats pancakes really loudly. You know, he eats like." like he's just a loud pancake eater. I don't like that. Uh, what else? Um, oh yeah, and he's trying to kill everyone in the world. <laughs> Thanks, Melinda. That was helpful. Very helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, I personally think I'd be a great boss. You know, 
My organizational skills, eh, not that good. But I've been told that I'm a natural born yeller. You know, a little bit of a leader, but way better at yelling. You know, I wanted to be a singer, you know, but the music industry is, uh, is tough. Tough not to crack. So many other people out there. But I figured yelling is uh, pretty much bad singing. So I'm a shooing. Shooing for a boss. You know, and how bad, how much, how much way more awesomer would it be if, like, if you got fired from a job, someone sung it to you? You're fired, you're fired, you're fired, ho hum hum, you're fired. Like, okay, I get it. Can you finish the song though? That was awesome, Dan. You're fired, you're fired, you're fired, ho hum hum, you're fired, you're fired, ho hum hum, dum dum dum. Yeah, that'd be awesome, eh? You just got sung when you got let go. If you got sung to when you got let go, no one would shoot up the workplace, right? Or you had a big party for people whenever they were getting fired. Like, all right, you've done a poor job, but, you know, you're really chatty and friendly in the lunchroom, so let's have a party for them anyway. You know? That's the thing. I always, yeah, whenever I'd get fired from spots, I'd always have, like, you know, you'd be nice to people, you'd joke around. Whatever I just knew it was coming. Oh, yeah, this guy's going to get fired. He's... No, I got no filter. You know? Get that car you hear driving down the road, it sounds all messed up. No filter. You know? A broken cigarette. Alas, this is the world of James Hammond. She got a bit more of a filter now. Not too much, right? But I don't swear as much, I guess, and I don't um, get in as many public arguments ever since I had a kid. Let's say I've grown out of that phase, right? Because you don't want to get in public public arguments with people with a kid. And best part is, if you start one with someone and holding the kid, like if you start a you know argument with anyone, you know you see someone throw a pop can down, you go, "Hey, what are you doing?" They just go, "Oh, this guy's got a kid," and he's, "All right, well, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry." They just, they instantly kind of respect you a bit more. It's great. You just want a little bit more respect and you're not feeling respected. Have a kid, folks. You know? It doesn't matter if you love the person you're with or if you've ever even wanted a kid or you have the money or you're in a financial situation. Just have one and you're going to get a bit more respect. And, uh, yeah, you get to play on playgrounds again. That's the best part about being a dad, I'm telling you, 100%. That last part was a joke. This is true. Is that the, one of the best parts about being a dad, aside from just, like, seeing the thing that came from you grow and learn stuff and just kind of develop a personality is being able to play on a playground like going down slides on swings running around it's just great i was playing grounders the other day but watching these other kids play grounders but i felt like i was involved i was so close to the action you know it was good good time I feel once a month all adults should just have to play grounders or tag or manhunt dodgeball ultimate frisbee something that just you know you go okay life is pretty sweet isn't it life is awesome i'm not clapping at my own jokes that'd be sad every time i make a joke it's that there's just mosquitoes that mauling the shit out of me so i figured i'd fucking fight back it's the mosquito podcast where james fight fights back against mosquitoes actually maybe i'll do the mosquito one next time you know what guys it's been a fun podcast i got some shit i gotta get doing um anyway much love. Thanks for uh, sitting around, having a laugh, having a joke. Hopefully there's something there I can bring to stage or turn into something that might be on stage someday. If you'd like to book me for a show, hit me up at jameshammondcomedy at hotmail.com. As well, if you want a personalized comedy video or audio message for any occasion, it's a good, great gift you can send to someone who has a sense, you know, sense of humor and whatnot. Hit me up, jameshammondcomedy at hotmail.com. It might not have been the moment you were waiting for, but... It has been a moment. Thanks for tuning in. I've been James Hammond. Much love.
Spaghetti on my garments. Spaghetti on my garments. Spaghetti and spaghetti on my garments.